0: Well, AEW surely going to give us a lot to talk about today. Uh, (laughs) Dynamite was super interesting. uh, And we're going to definitely start off tonight by talking about that death match. So that, some late breaking news as of like 10 minutes ago, and some other things WWE related. So, yep, let's get into tonight's episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. Stay tuned, folks. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Big Go Belt podcast. It is Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means we are live on our social medias. Uh, Check us out on uh, Twitter at BGB Group um, and catch our replay of our live episodes weekly each and every Friday on all audio podcast platforms. It is Najee here along with... Mr. Silly Cellis and Hill Will. Jamal's in Boston. Damien's in Texas. They will not be making it tonight, but we are not short. We may be short staff, but we're not short of topics. And we're going to jump right into uh, the main event last night of uh, AEW Dynamite. And although I just said that we're going to talk about the main event, I changed my mind that fast, because we're going to talk about the most important thing that came out of AEW Dynamite last night. And that is my man, Juventud Guerrero, my favorite wrestler.
1: (laughs) So that means I can throw a Kennedy reference, right? I can throw a Kennedy (laughs) reference now, right?
0: Until he gets on TV. But hey, anything (laughs) possible at this point. um, I am, like, actively on my second screen. I have my hotel up, I have my flight up, and I just got to get tickets. Uh, which oh. I'm not going to have a problem with any of that. The only issue is that I'm stepping into Chernobyl, Florida, and I am mm-hmm. very worried about that. <laughs> but I I, I don't know if I can miss the opportunity to see Jericho versus Hoobintude. I mean, he's legitimately my favorite wrestler. And like anybody that's been a long-term <laughs> fan here, I have said this numerous times. Every single time I get a chance, I bring him up. And to Marcellus' demeanor right now is exactly the response I get. So I'm a little I'm a little baffled at all the people that's like, oh my God, the juice is coming back. And I'm thinking like, well, y'all wasn't shooting with me in the gym last week.
1: <laughs> or 10 <laughs> years ago, or yeah. 20 years ago.
0: And I'm just, I'm confused. And like the biggest thing that has been confusing me is that I am 30-ish. No point in putting out my exact age, but I'm 30-ish. And when I was younger, I watched wrestling with my neighbor who was, uh, two years younger than me and then he had a little brother who I'm not sure how the difference we are but he's younger than both of us a significantly younger age and I know that if we went back down if me and my 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 neighbor had to talk of who our favorite wrestler is there's like a small chance that he may say who is there but there's no way his little brother would ever say that so I'm a little baffled that I'm seeing all these very young people on in the IWC screaming out. They can't wait to see who and I'm like, well, how? They had no it even experience make sense. No experience with them. <laughs> they they make better make been researching sense.
2: on the network. They better had been had using been. their network subscription, watching them Nitros. Had, had to been. Had to been. I mean, kudos to them if they're digging deep into
0: the archives. But like, I know me being at that age of what they were. I mean, of course, we didn't have this readily available information. But even I wasn't going back like I need to figure out every opponent that Tyson fought cuz I'm a huge fan of these other random boxers that wasn't like the biggest icon. He's not the biggest star, but like if you knew you knew and if you loved the Cruiserweights back then, then you knew. So like, I feel like it's a really good time and I I I just want to th- start to show off with this cuz I feel like we got to set some set some groundwork here. Tell me y'all top three top 3 favorite WCW wrestlers
1: oh ooh, damn that's a, get... um, ooh, that's a good one um oh that's a good one uh can we do one at a time what's
0: up man thanks for coming through tonight fly a coca fly a coca five one three yeah 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 thanks for coming through tonight um, um i i I'll, I'll go with my second here okay okay because you already dropped hoovie so yeah it's, right. only, it's
2: only going down from here
0: yeah <laughs> I mean, my second, and I'm like dead honest about this. My second is a name that can't be spoken mm. easily.
2: Oh, easily, he my must not, okay. he yes. must not be named.
0: yes, not be named. Easily, my second. Yep, Mister Boflex.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll go. My first one would be Billy Kitman, Fly Coconose. I ain't say it, but there it is. There it is. You can there read. You can, read.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: can
0: I tell you how funny? Can I tell you, the, uh, honest to God, funny story? This is like this is like dead on and like I'll even shout him out cause I know you probably don't watch wrestling no more I've seen he's as a kid and he's kind of grown up and did his own thing let let some of these little childhood things go away I swear that when we were younger I was spent the night over uh, a friend of mine's named Jamal house and we were playing wrestling and we brought up the name that should not be spoken and the electricity went out while oh. we was playing the game <laughs> and we was like don't we was like don't pick him and somebody picked in the game went off that square every day. The juju Even is real. Not, it, it it's the it was the wildest <laughs> day ever. I was like, dog, Like this is a story no one would ever believe. But at least me and you were here to know it happened. But uh, yeah, Man. that's that's my second person. But yeah, let me let, let's get y'all.
1: So Billy, who, 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 Billy Kidman's mind. Uh, okay, this, Ooh, this, Kidman. The seven year itch was always like one of the most fascinating moves as a kid mm-hmm. watching wrestling WCW during that time. And like literally, when I think about it now. When you talk about Hoovy and Chris Jericho and more people that were cruiserweights, the cruiserweights were literally the favorite thing I used to watch in Bruh, WCW. They wasn't so,
0: segregated, they were no. just talent that went out there. You yeah. had, had Hoovy,
1: Psychosis, Eddie Guerrero during that time.
0: Dean Malenko Ray Ray, yeah. of course. Yeah. First showed uh, up the Perry States.
1: Saturn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Billy Kidman yeah. will be not my number one. Very underrated, but I appreciate the work he did. You know, definitely. Definitely time. my guy. Definitely my guy.
2: Right, uh, I'm gonna ba- I'm gonna bang out my three. I'm gonna okay. bang out my three. Since I'm not doing cruiserweights, I'm doing the first names that come to mind that encompass my WCW beginning to end. Since I'm a little older, I gotta say Flair. Flair mm-hmm. has to be on that list as Mr. WCW, and then the other half of that counterpart has gotta be Sting. Yeah, have do. Sting on there. Whether it's Surfer version, Crow version, yep. the entire deal, Sting. And for number three, God, there's so many people I could put for number three. I'm gonna go Scott Steiner. As oh, me. that's yeah. my number three. Scotty <laughs> Steiner and Big Papa Pump. Yeah. Both versions. Who was I can't was forget just, them Steiner brothers. I was just watching something and somebody said that
0: the Steiners were unbeatable. Like there was no booking to beat them. Like they was just like, if you ever had to work a match with them, you could forget trying to book yourself winning. They were like, they're not letting it happen. I don't know what I was right. just watching, but I saw that. I I was just busting out laughing, but yeah. Easily, uh, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Uh, I'll go. That's oh, an easy I, three. That's an easy you, three. I'm going to throw, throw my third real quick. I'm uh, going uh-huh. to round out my three. A uh, sting would easily be my third, but since he says sting, then I'm definitely going with my guy.
2: That's Self- all I was considering. High five. <laughs> yep. right. That was my other one. If I didn't pick Scotty, I was thinking DDP. Got to feel yeah. the bang.
1: And and that would be my other two. It would be it would have been Sting and DDP for me. But if I'm gonna go two extra, because you guys have already said them, um, honestly, I will go Kevin Nash. I, I like Kevin Nash's work that he was in, especially you know the NWO Wolfpack days Man. during that time. Oh, it was like a cult. Everybody wanted to be in. NWO Wolfpack with that theme music coming out during that time, when right? You we were younger. Um, and then if I have to think about a third, oh, who would be a third? You know what? I will go Chris Jericho. Yeah, I will go Chris Jericho. Um, I, hate,
0: I hated him so much that he's easily a, a, one of the greats, but I hated him so much because I like Hoovy so much, I could never like utter that out of my mouth. <laughs> and,
1: then, and then the fact that when he read all those holds, you know, during the time commercial came back, That's and he's still one of the best holds. promos. Ever. Right, right. So just, <laughs> just thinking about that, I, I would go with those two as my extra, but definitely Sting and DDP without question. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, Scott Steiner came with the Frankenstein and changed again. I
0: mean, yes. No I doubt. Mean, this crazy thing about it is, is that this literally got a lot of kids in trouble too because everybody put this in their arsenal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm, mm, mm. But Just yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy I'm happy to see uh, the juice making his way to AEW, um, and that that feud being revisited is like as nostalgia as it comes. I mean, this is like on TNT mm, at that. Yeah, um, and and think about the the what I consider the best commentary team of all time with Shivani and Bobby the Brain. Uh, you know, rest in peace, man. Just thinking if if the chips aligned they would have made some calls here. They would have yeah. absolutely tried to do some uh n- n- nostalgic broadcasting uh, uh combinations here, but you know, Shivani I think is having hit the best days of his life uh right now enjoying Indeed. it so. Indeed. Um but yeah, let's talk about the main event real quick. Nick Gage Ooh. and Jericho. First of all, Nick fucking Gage was on AEW. That's the most I would I couldn't there's no amount of money I would bet that that would ever happen like right after the dark side.
1: Right it's after insane. dark side. Well, yeah.
0: What? Well, see, so that that's something I want to bring up too. But like mm-hmm. let's talk about, let's give our reactions to it. And and I'll just quickly start by saying, like, we done seen Nick Gage here in the area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I then had a beer with Nick Gage, which is definitely something that, you know. If, if, whenever I pass away, I hope somebody shouts that out. I was like, yeah, you had a fucking beer with Nick because that's important. Uh, that's definitely, like, bucket list <laughs> quality. <laughs> right there. But, um, you know, for all the stuff that he's done at GCW, Dark Side of the Ring, he's been on the forefront. If you haven't yeah. seen him in person, you definitely know who he is. Yep. Um, the fact that he wore an MGK shirt, a Absolute gang affiliated shirt or TNT. <laughs> <laughs> he got the work. His style of match. He had mm-hmm. an entrance.
2: He had a, a video. Short of fa- Metallica. He didn't get yeah. his Metallica. It's just sure. There was well, no M D K. All you know what? yay yeah. yeah. <laughs> There was one I part mean, left out there.
0: You're right about that. You're <laughs> right about that. yeah. That that promo definitely was like a is he is he is a oh. But I was like all right. Well, the, the fans gonna come through. Uh, which the fans were were, uh, were was was chanting MGK, uh, MDK instead of Nick fucking Gage, which that's what all I was right. waiting here. So I first of all I gotta say like the the GCW crowd is definitely made a name for themselves as saying like that's the home of Nick Gage mm-hmm. and that no experience you're only going to get there. So AW can have the big dollars, the production, and all that other good stuff. But you're absolutely not getting the full Nick Gage experience unless you go to a GCW show. But I will say for this version of, of Nick Gage on mainstream television, I can't believe they did it.
2: Seriously. I really can't believe they did it. That <laughs> was yeah. my big thing. I was yeah. like going into it. I was just thinking there ain't no way they can have completely unfiltered raw Nick Gage. Not but damn if they didn't get Close. really damn close yeah. to that line as far as they did I mean you had the pizza cutter you <sighs> had panes of glass you had the light tubes you had blood coming out of Jericho from different parts of his body from his arm from his head from his back you name it they got as close as they could to wrapping him up in barbed wire and like really you know doing something crazy but for TNT that was insane I mean, hell, I still go back. Taking it back to WCW, like we were just talking about, they couldn't do crap back in the day on Nitro, Mm -mm. and Mm -mm. they pushed the envelope so far last night that I was watching at the end of the Dynamite last night. I was like, damn! I was like, outside of like dropping the f bomb or some nudity, they can probably do anything. Yeah, I mean, what what else? I mean, they 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 went as far as could be, and now we're finding out there might be some. uh, consequences from that but yeah as yeah. far as my initial thought as far as the presentation i was just like my god that that, that was nick gage they delivered on bringing nick gage to aew yeah <laughs> it's wild i want I, <laughs> I i, I would well, just want
0: to add one thing to, uh-huh. to will's point real quick you know how you say it's like they're not short of everything but uh, <laughs> uh what'd you say but nudity and what you and an oh yeah, <laughs> that basically. That means, so yeah. so does this mean that almost every character in pro wrestling has a way of being presented on AEW now? I, I mean, wouldn't go that far. Nick Gage is the the probably the the the, the longest stretch of character, not even character, because that's really who he is, and being put on TV. I don't know. Is there who else is like one of those characters that you just said? Like, oh, there's no way this gimmick can end up on TV.
1: I mean, outside of what Stone Cold used to be back in the day. That's probably the closest you can get. I'm like on, but, the,
0: but like uh, on the Indies or just anybody. Like at this point now, I think like if Nick Cage is on TV, anybody can be on TV now. Like that. This it it did a lot for for him, but this did a lot for a lot of other people
1: now. <laughs> so I, like, I at would this point, anybody can be on TV. So so I'm going to start by saying this. So let me take you back. I got a couple of movie references to, to mention about what this compares to. So back in 1990, a classic movie, rated PG, was supposed to be a family movie, was considered too dark at that time. Once again, I know this is 2021 and now going back to 1990, when a sequel had to come out with that movie They cannot use any of the same weapons that they had before. And I'm talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So back in 1990, critics thought about how violent that was for a family movie because of how they put that in on movies. It's supposed to be PG, Family Home Entertainment, all those companies back in the day. But when they did the sequel, no weapons were used except sausages, you know, within that movie. I think (laughs) what TNT kind of did with this, they tried to see how far they can go. But now the consequence is going to pull them back about what you cannot do, especially with some of the images that you saw on TV. Granted, yes, a lot of things went and was allowed to happen on that day. But at the same time, you got to make sure you understand you don't want a product that's going to turn people away. And literally, as much as I can do blood, as much as I can do guts and everything, that doesn't bother me. But I was very uncomfortable watching that main event because I was just afraid, one, Is one cut going to be the wrong cut where you're going to be bleeding profusely to one of your Mm -hmm. top wrestlers? Or is something going to be bad happening where something's going to happen in a gauge because you're putting this violent thing on TV, national TV, one of your major networks, if you're talking about for cable, where something's going to have to be scaled back of how you do your production. So I was a little bit worried about that, even though it did succeed, it did finish through, but I was cringeworthy about what was going to happen between that, that match, especially how it started.
2: Yeah, pizza cutter right off the bat to the Yeah,
1: and, and here's my <laughs> s-
2: very first spot. And here's my second <laughs> reference. Money
1: can't buy knives, but I guess money can buy pizza cutters if you get that movie reference from 1993.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, when that Domino's ad came on right after, which we'll talk about in a second,
2: I was like, "That really? was cra- That was some crazy damn timing. And that was just <laughs> the stars aligning, and they literally went from." close-up a Nick Gage taking the pizza cutter to oh. Jericho's head to right into Domino's Pizza. And <laughs> I assume... That's not that tomato just, sauce, everybody. That, that was just dumb luck that that just happened. I don't think they purposely ran the ad, I wouldn't think, because, I mean, that's a TNT thing. So I don't think yeah. that... I think it's just dumb luck that it happened. But... who boy. I mean, Lord knows it got some attention today for a... Uh, Viral video and, you know, all that and stuff are going around about that. But as we're finding out now, you know, the 11th hour about right before we went on the air, mm-hmm. that might not have been the best thing as far as uh, corporate feelings or advertisers, the kind of publicity that they necessarily want. So there's, there's a lot to be said for that. And that's, I think, what was, became the big concern last night during that match is like TNT can be on board with that match. Mm-hmm. TNT could give Tony Khan the sign off and be like, hey, you know. All right, we're going to let you do this. We're yeah, okay well, with it. You well, know Warner, Warner you. Media also
0: exactly. the overhead. And, yeah. But but mm-hmm. I mean to to seller's point like are they trying to sh- stretch the limit? I mean, they already got told once like no surprises. Right. And they got
2: shut down on that with Sting, right?
0: That was the, you know, so you got the first warning from the overhead that makes you change your programming. I'm sure there's numerous conversations about the shuffling of when things premiere. That you constantly have to talk to the network uh, to make sure that everyone's appeased by what they need, uh, you know, both on the AEW side, both on the TNT side, both from the Warner Media, both from that other party that's entering in in this slot, you know. But the, the at this point now is just like you know, contracts are in place for sure, but this clause in every contract, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and one thing
1: will mess you up.
0: And yeah, and I, I I don't know if the strategy was to see how far you can go. It sure as hell looked like it looked like it. But I will say that even though like like you said, well, even though we got this display of Nick Gage, we know he can go way worse, way further, oh, yeah. way worse. The GC, I mean, the um, the, the, the dark side of the ring shows you how crazy get. I mean, we only got the bundle of 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 uh, light bulbs. Uh, we only got one of them smashed, and right, it went over right. the shoulder. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen a barrage of at least 100 of them go down. Oh, yeah. So, And you know what's funny, too? The second one didn't even get used, but they were both packaged down there with mm-hmm. the intent for it to be used, which you have to think that Aubrey must have called something in and say,
2: you can't do this. To, to, to down. There's already too much glass in here or something yeah, it's, between, it's, between the pane of glass getting shattered and all yeah, that. And, yeah, I mean, so, that's just it. You, you can push the end of the network can want to push the envelope.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And but it comes <laughs> down to this But it comes down to this Are you gonna how many viewers Are gonna like you know obviously Some viewers are gonna be into it others Might be totally turned off by it and be Like oh my god what the heck this is too damn Crazy and you're gonna turn the damn channel and be Disgusted by it and I mentioned earlier online Since all this is developing it's One thing for networks to Get complaints from viewers mm-hmm. That's one thing It's an entirely different thing if advertisers and sponsors start complaining because then your money is getting affected. Then if you got advertisers saying, I don't want my damn ad running after this guy getting sliced up with a pizza cutter and bleeding out on national television, that's a problem. That's the kind of stuff that will cause things to be changed. You don't mess with these companies' money because who's footing the bill for this stuff? People Mm -hmm. like Domino's, people like State Farm Insurance. These are major companies, so if if they don't want to be associated with something like that, that's really the kind of stuff that will be a difference maker. That and will cause like some hands to get slapped and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> pump the brakes!" You know that that's what we got to see. If this news is true about Domino's being unhappy tonight. That's going to be an interesting conversation in the next couple of days. And
0: hold me, that up to me. Yeah. Let me just re- yeah, re- comment real quick. Oh, you yeah. going to read. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So they're going to start airing dynamite at 3am, like BT after dark and, and fly. You're so <laughs> right. Because listen, like if we think about it, it's a particular song dealing with credit cards that threw that show to the water after that happened. So everywhere has a limit, no matter if it's 3am, 12pm, 8pm, whatever you're trying to do. Like we'll say, if you have a sponsor, that's like, wait a minute this is happening and this is what you're doing with my dime. Let me take my money out. And if more advertisers come out, that's more funding that you won't be able to get to try to bring your wrestling promotion to that next level. So you still have to tread water carefully with the TV rights and things that are going on this time. But go ahead to change.
0: No, that's what I was just going to say. I wanted to make sure I read that comment. Why mm-hmm. uh, coca uh, with the jokes tonight. Uh hey, yeah, I, I think you have to stay business minded Mm -hmm. I know there's a large bit of fandom, fanboy, Markish mentality in that locker room because they're thriving. They're eating good. The money's coming in. They're getting a lot of notoriety. And I think that's the thing I I wanted to bring up earlier is that, like, the fact that they're able to say that they did this, you know how they are. Mm -hmm. They're going to be saying, we did this type of thing. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure they can say that they were the first to do this in this caliber Yep. And so, while again, this benefits Nick Gage, I don't think he needed any more publicity. I think the documentary is light years more publicity than what this is. One hundred
1: percent.
2: For him, it's all gravy. He can yeah. go back to the Indi- hell. He can go back to the Indies now and be like, "Hey, I'm the guy who went on national TV and got in trouble." Yep. Hey, look, for him, it's the, the it's rate, all golden for Nick Gage.
0: Yeah, the rate his rate is up. When DCW tickets are up, it's, it's, it's all good in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. I, I think that, uh, again, from the business standpoint, and I'm also not a big fan, which I know a lot of people hate Vince McMahon, but I'm also not a big fan of when owners have to stoop down to a user level standpoint to make comments, references, or be within the IWC community to make statements about stuff. And the fact that we see Khan on such a level as such, and he's like, you know, the fact that, it, 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 amongst other things that he said today. But the fact that we know he's gonna come out and say, Well, we was the first to do this, etc. 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 That's cool and all, but the business has to be handled. And this feels like a move that could jeopardize some finances in some direction. If Domino's is, is speaking, we know how things are in this world and this in this comment in this society. Once one person says, Oh, you're, you're out, then here comes the next. Here comes but, the next. Well, yeah. yep. here the comes genie's the next. The genie's out of the bottle
2: now. The genie's yeah. out of the bottle. The footage is now there of TNT aired this on primetime national television. Yep. It's yep. here. Abbey's Were gone, you advertising anyway. during this show? Were you a sponsor? Are you aware of this? It's there now. So the if it catches more steam, if it catches more momentum, I'm really curious now. If that's going to happen or not. I mean, it hasn't even been 24 hours and apparently it's gotten Domino's attention. Obviously, that was the biggest, you know, the hype we were seeing was like that craziness of that Domino's ad running right after the pizza cutter spot. So you would think that would be the biggest deal, but you don't want advertisers upset when they're paying the damn bill. The number one thing you're concerned about as a network is your advertising and the money coming 100%. in. 100%. So there's a reason, you know, people complain about WWE being 2PG and all this. But a lot of that goes back to they're in bed with Mattel. They're in bed with progressive insurance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sponsoring Smackdown. They are in Netflix. Yes. Big (laughs) corporate names that they do not want. Peacock. Exactly. Monster corporations. There's a reason the show is the way it is because they want to keep these relationships copacetic and keep that money coming in. And could you imagine? Just imagine
0: because you know how the media can can control and run narratives beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that that main event happened to be the main event of SmackDown. The next, the next headline you see is John Cena something something deathmatch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And even though there's a hard semicolon in there that obviously breaks the sentence apart, you read that John Cena in a deathmatch. What right? is this? What? What is this? What 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 are we doing? Oh, I I tell you what I give you I give you a good example. Uh, what was that? What was that guy named? I really do know his answer, but I'm trolling. But what was that guy named? That was a Hollywood star, and he did something in wrestling, and it didn't go over well in wrestling. But it also didn't go good for him in Hollywood after that because everybody was like, "Oh, you're a joke for what you're doing here." And ever since then, he's been typecast, if even cast at all. And kind of just been coasting by the wayside. Oh, by the way, he was on Family Feud last week.
2: Oh, David, <laughs> I Ar- know who are you talking about? Right.
0: So think about this now. If, if David Arquette affiliated with wrestling, and at the time, how wrestling wasn't totally accepted, it was kind of a you know, a, a, you liked it, you liked it, but if you didn't, it was despised in every source of way. And it completely ruined him. It completely ruined him, him being in Scream and taking that role completely typecasted him Mm -hmm. and the point I'm making is the moment that you are affiliated with something that sends question marks in everyone's head you're always going to be known for that and again, if John Cena in a headline, I don't care if he's in a match or not, but John Cena, anything that had to do with SmackDown last week and Newsworthy had John Cena's name on it, John Cena returns semicolon, ends that death match main event is your mm-hmm. next thing going to happen? And that's all you read, and you're going to know that Paramount is going to be like, "Hey, huh? What? Warner Media? Uh just what? What is happening? <laughs> We're trying to promote you for Suicide Squad right now. What? What, what is happening? Right. What, what are you talking about? Why? Why is your name attached to it? And then, much how like how sponsors and stuff work. Once one person drops out, the next one is on the clock. They are, they have to make a decision. It's time for them to decide, are you in or are you out? And things happen really quickly. And it could be misunderstandings, it could be an actual event, but sponsors have no problem with saying, well, we'll Mm -hmm. decide what we want to do in a couple of months.
2: (laughs) We're gonna gonna bounce for now, but maybe we'll come back six months or something. Yeah, and that's just it. These sponsors, the big thing you gotta worry about is they're not looking for nuance. Or to understand what you were doing or what you Bingo. were trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. All they're seeing is pizza cutter across the forehead, a guy bleeding out on TV. That's all they're seeing. Is that visual? And that's what they're making their decision on. Is and that yeah. is that visual of the gore? That's what yeah. they're looking at. And they're looking like, I don't want I don't want my insurance company look with a looking like a guy looks like he just went in a car wreck. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what that's a kind that's it's not fair. I don't have a problem with deathmatch wrestling, but that's how these corporations will look at something like this. They're just going to look at that visual and be like, we can't be associated with that.
1: And I'll even add this really quickly. If world-class athletes, and I'm not going to mention any names, that are the greatest of all time in their sports and things can get advertisers to drop them instantly over bad mistakes or things that happen, nobody's omitted from it. And I'm talking about we, we all can venture back to great athletes who've had You know, people like McDonald's and Sprite. I can name name plenty.
0: I can name easily plenty of names. But yeah, I just didn't
1: want to do it out of respect to some people, you know, who are not here. But no,
0: no. But 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 to your point though, like you even could bring it up with names that were brought under suspicion of something, and it was like we're not even going to wait this out. John Jones is one. Correct. John Jones, you're just like, wait, what happened? And then the, the the whole truck flipping incident. You don't even care who's at fault. They're nope. just like, that don't even seem don't look right good. It now. don't look good. That's exactly it. That's exactly And it.
2: Lord knows pro wrestling already has a dirty enough reputation that ain't yeah. no one going to be sweating like ditching pro wrestling. Yep. This, this ain't Tiger or like, you know, some big big name celebs where it's like, okay, this is like a big name person that we invested millions of dollars with. We're talking pro wrestling. Pro exactly. wrestling will get dropped like a hot potato in a second.
0: Exactly. It is what it exactly. is. Exactly. Whew. Exactly. Anyway, let's uh let's go to commercial break real quick and then uh I feel like we got do we got any more to talk about on this subject? I
2: think we're good. On I've it. said anything I want to say on it. You got any more, to sell us?
0: No, no, I think, I think we're I good think.
1: on
2: it. Yeah. Move I, on to I, Keith I, Lee, I, the situation yeah. with Keith Lee after the break.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, but definitely in regards to this like I just, you know, right now it's going to be very interesting to see how many more chances AEW take going forward with anything like this. Uh didn't work out good in maryland bike commission didn't like that uh, so we'll we'll see uh what happens here but yeah let's jump to commercial break we'll be back
4: folks today's episode is brought to you by omeo omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in europe and north america rather effortless just enter your travel details and omeo will magically give you all the train bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Here's the best part. Using Omeo saves you time and money, and I like saving those things. So that's a win-win situation in my book. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code Omeo5 at checkout. Valid until about July 31st for new users and on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply.
0: All right. Somehow, somewhere, we get Damien voice on here each week. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) One way or another. He's a pro.
0: (laughs) But, um, okay, so yeah, let's 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 shift over to our next topic tonight here at the Big Go Belt podcast, folks. If you're just joining in, um, catch us live each and every Thursday at 8 p.m. on our socials. Uh, follow us at BGB Group on Twitter, um, and all news and updates and information at biggobelt.com. Next, we move to Keith Lee, um, which I feel is also going to have to kind of sprinkle into Karrion Cross, but we'll keep it key Lee for a little bit because we're all huge fans of his. Uh, he is a former guest of the show. Um, and there's just been a lot of talk about, wait, where's he been? Number one. And then he right. returns, returns home in Texas. Makes sense. He loses. Uh, against uh Bobby Lashley, WWE champion. But he the came cha- out. The champion. Yeah, he came out. He got he, he definitely got his pop well deserved, both in the IWC and in person in front of the crowd. And then uh this week he lost again to the NXT champion, Karen Cross. This clearly has Marcellus upset. This clearly doesn't have me upset. This clearly has a lot of people in the IWC confused. So we're going to talk about it. But we're going to talk about it by giving it the will first. What is your instant thought Uh-oh. about this? And then, and then the overall question is, where does this, in scope, bring the impact into
2: stars going forward? Right. Yeah. So, OK, last week we talked a bunch about this, about Karrion Cross and Keith Lee both showing up on Raw last week as surprises and of course like we said keith lee showed up against bobby lashley had his match against the wwe champion and got some stuff in but inevitably went down didn't win but i I saw people last week saying it was a squash and i did not think that was a squash he he got to do he got to do some stuff so it, it is what it is what it is i wouldn't have brought him back against the wwe champion but also i don't think there is any shame in losing to the wwe champion Hell, it's the champion. So this week, we fast forward, and we're coming off the drama of, as we discussed last week on the show, the NXT champion losing to Jeff Hardy. So, mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy, unfortunately, apparently has come down with the COVID. So he had to be pulled from TV, where it was rumored that Jeff Hardy was supposedly going to have a rematch with Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. So shift some pieces around. Instead, we end up with Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross for this week. And they had a pretty hard-hitting match. I definitely think it was a better outing for both of them in week two. I thought they both looked better than they did in week one. So that Mm -hmm. was a positive. But in the end, Karrion Cross took him out, submitted him. Keith Lee got to hold on for a bit, but he did beat him by submission. So it was a situation where right off the bat, I was like, well, this is going to be damn divisive. Because you already got people who were mad about Keith Lee the week before. And you got people who were mad about yeah. Karrion Cross the week before. So no matter who won that match, some segment of the audience was going to be pissed off. No matter <laughs> which way you sliced it. If Keith Lee didn't win this week, people be whining about Karrion Cross. If Karrion Cross wins, people are whining about Keith Lee. So probably it's a match that shouldn't have been made is what it really comes down to. That you shouldn't have paired those two together. But... Given the circumstances, I am not going to sit here and write off Keith Lee just yet. Because it's only the second week. This wasn't the original plan. So I think it was a situation where they just kind of threw the two pieces together and they were both slated for other stuff. Now, damn it, we're going into week three. I better see Keith Lee win a match or see something happen where there's a storyline about him losing or something with him getting frustrated or something coming out of week three. Because I'm getting concerned, but I'm not concerned yet. But oh, I'm if concerned. anything, my, my my big thing is you shouldn't have made that match, but I think they just did it because it was Jeff Hardy got sick and they took this guy and this guy. And, okay, you both had matches, put you two together, done. We'll see. That's where I'm at. So let's get in
1: here. I, I, I'm concerned because what I see next week, here's, here's my bold prediction. Spoiler um, alert if I'm Paul Heyman, you're going to see a commercial comeback and Keith Lee's already going to be in the ring with his music already playing, and somebody's going to come out and beat him again for the third time. That's where the, this recipe is going.
2: The like, dreaded already in the ring to right, my left.
1: Right. It's, it's Keith Lee, and then somebody else is going to beat him. I don't even know who that is. It probably is going to be uh, with Sheamus or something, you know, just for a contention for the U.S. title. Well, I don't know what it's going to be, but here's what I don't like. You have the best recipe in the world of building stars. You bring them back. You, with a new look, you bring him back with new music, and then you try to build momentum for them in their home crowd. That's what WWE did. He had a new look as far as his ring attire, he had his new music, and you brought him in in his hometown, and then you have him lose that first week. Okay, granted, I'll give you that Well, That was a great explanation where like, that's where I thought about after that first week. If he's losing to the champion, the way he lost the champion, because he's in that momentum of his story, I can take that. But don't pair him in just because, oh, we got to find somebody to place, because Jeff Hardy got the COVID and put them together with Karrion Cross because then you're hurting both superstars in a way. You're hurting both superstars. Just think about this. Maybe it was a year ago, rather, in 2020, when we was all going through it, Keith Lee was your North American champion and your NXT champion. Double champ. And they celebrated that. Like, it was one of the biggest things that happened in the company's history. And now we have this. It just doesn't make sense. Now, granted, if Keith, Keith Lee lost twice, maybe in a fatal four way, or he came down to the last two coming from number one contender for the U.S. title, I can take that because you're building him up for something different. Kind of like what you're doing with B.E. and now that he's in on SmackDown and has the money in the bank. You kind of did that when you took the belt off of him. You had him struggle a little bit, but he had to overcome doing things. And now he has this moment where this money in the bank briefcase means a lot to him. I don't see any positivity where you can bring Keith Lee back to this. They're just going to keep burying him and the next thing that you're going to know Keith Lee is going to be back in NXT right before you know it and he's going to be off TV again. It's like I'm trying to be optimistic with it but just knowing how WWE deals with certain players, it's not looking good for him and it's it's just setting him up for disaster and I'm guaranteed that's probably going to happen next week. Already in the ring, Keith Lee with his music playing, with his nice eyebrow raising and and smile and then he's going to lose a match.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be short. Uh, it's only been two weeks. That's where I'm, I'm at. It's only been two weeks. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. It's been two weeks. Oh, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. Technically not in can You, there you is, have a double count up draw. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> either way in, in, in storytelling, I like that somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. And losing isn't always a bad thing, cause good things come out of losing. Actually, the underdog story is a very infamous, sto- easy booking storyline that has happened and worked for a lot of people. So he's too much of a talent for it to just not for, not to be used for anything. Now, granted, if what you say come to fruition next week, then book I'll it. I'll eat my words.
1: Book it. I'm telling you, book it. But for
0: right now, I'm just I'm not I'm just not concerned. I just think that it's it's just a little bit of patience here. We'll be okay. Just a little mm-hmm. bit of patience. I think we'll be we'll be just fine here. It's only it's only been two weeks, It's good to see him back because I tell you, I was really worried of other things that we may not see him because of the uh-huh. reasons that's been rumored about him not coming uh, or not being here. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'll I'll just coast this out just a little bit longer and see
1: But, but I, I'll say this, and the reason why I'm not excited, because now we're going into SummerSlam, right? You have weeks coming up to SummerSlam. I see nothing for him going to be on that card of SummerSlam. And it's going to keep on pushing him back. And then what's next, Knight of Champions? He's not just going to jump up to any contenders match for any of those belts at Night of Champions. And now there's two months going with him, not in anything storyline related where he's just going to keep up. I just don't see it progressing in a positive way especially as i tried to mention before you use money in the bank to you know spark some wrestlers that you're trying to have up and coming to maybe seem like oh even if i don't get on the SummerSlam car you see where i'm going in the future where maybe i can come up for survivor series and even look what happened in survivor series what he did there it's like man that was just two years ago and he was one of the best things in survivor series and look where he is now it's just not going in a positive direction to me
2: well, well, okay, one sir. Thing I, something I just thought of. Something I just thought of remind, reminded me. As you started talking about the schedule, mm-hmm. if the rumors are true, in past SummerSlam, we're getting a draft. Mm-hmm. That changes everything. Maybe Keith Lee gets drafted, and that changes his whole darn you know position. Maybe that. Maybe the thinking is okay. We want to just. He's been gone so long. We need new faces with the mm-hmm. relaunch with fans. Let's get him back. Let's get him back in the mix, and then we can undo any of this come the end of august if we're doing a draft and like move him around in some way or or get him paired up with some new faces that you know wash all this away so i think there's ways there's ways to do it hell the flip side of this conversation right now is we'd be having the conversation about oh my god the nxt champion lost again and supposedly the rumor going around is that jeff jeff hardy was there That he was going to go over carrying Cross again (laughs) for the second week in a row. So I think we would have been having that conversation tonight if that had happened instead. But I still stand by. The problem with that conversation is look, no more words is more over than the NXT champion. So that's a whole nother ball of wax entirely. I think Keith Lee will be okay. At this point, I am still happier to see him back finally more than anything else because that man was gone for so long, and we did not know what the hell was going on. So just him being back, I think, is a major step at this point.
1: I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say this and, one and not the, quick. Not, the, go ahead not ahead
0: to, to mention, too, don't forget he's saying something on his social medias where he's like, he got something to say. He's going to let us know. Yeah. So something's coming within a week or two, and it's got to be very much on par with his character with the character. So are we going to get Mr. Happy, I'm happy to be here, Keith Lee, or do we get some form of a heel? I mean, either way, it could be beneficial. I, I, the dude is talented. And no Very matter awesome. how they use him, I don't know if I've ever seen him work heel, but I'm pretty sure it's got to be easy for him to to do it. Because, you know, it's, I think most people that work heel, it's easy for him to be heel because they're such likable mm. people. So you just do the opposite of which we usually do. like Cedric Alexander's at a, an amazing heel that at some amazing point WWE year. better, better get into it. But yeah, you just never know. Like it, I, again, it's two weeks. I think it's a lot of speculation or, or a lot of disappointment as well right now. And I think it's one of those things like, let's just see what happens. Cause clearly he's brewing something up mm-hmm. uh, in regards to his social media saying he got something to say. I'm pretty sure that's in character, something to do with character. And, like, this, this start is creating some buzz. And, you know, in the, in the world of entertainment, any buzz is good buzz. <laughs> people so, are talking
2: about him. Yeah, There's people are that. talking
1: about him. Yeah. But does Vince realize it, though? That's the key figure. Well, I, Vince, he's back. <laughs> so let's
0: start there. And Vince is very much aware why he wasn't there. So <laughs> the, the fact that he's back, Vince knows something. So... You know, I guess it's a little bit of patience for, for me on this one. But
1: what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, um, oh, I lost my train. Oh, Will, going back to Will's point, if you say just future-proofing, if you put him in a draft, right, mm-hmm. would you put him on SmackDown and would you switch him as a heel? Because that heel component was very interesting to me just to hear that point. Would that work for him if you put him on SmackDown heel just to, you know, build him up in a different way?
2: If you flip him to SmackDown, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of think I don't think I would because what Mm -hmm. would be there? What would be there for him? You already have Roman Reigns as the big heel on SmackDown, so he'd be more beneficial to have him as a face. Because hell, if we get him and Roman together again, like they did Survivor Series, that's something interesting you could do in the fall. So yeah, so okay. we got him and who the who the who's the Intercontinental Champ over there? Uh, uh, Apollo? Apollo. Apollo. So there you got, See, they, <laughs> yeah. they got heel champs on SmackDown. Yeah, so that's true. So there really that's wouldn't true. be a reason if you move him over to SmackDown. I don't see a reason to flip him now. If you keep him on Raw and move people to Raw, maybe there's something you can do with that. But if you move him to SmackDown, it makes more sense as a face to me. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. him and Apollo, that'd be a good match too. Both of those things, both of those programs I could get behind. So
1: Especially with Commander Aziz.
2: Yeah. <laughs> See, there, there are ways to use Keith Lee. I think that's yeah. the big thing, is there's absolutely ways to use him going forward, especially since he's been gone for so long. Pretty much any matchup they could do with him feels fresh right now. Yeah. Because he ain't been around. He hasn't been overexposed. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's, in a way, his absence has a plus to it, in yeah. that he's not played out. So if, there's if, there's options. If WWE
1: was smart. And I just thought about this as you were going through that. If they use Keith Lee to propel them propel him, excuse me, like they did Mark Henry when he made that transition to the world's strongest man, I mean not world's strongest man, to uh, Hall of the pain. House of Hall of Payne. That could be something similar that Keith Lee can fall in that role. And don't forget, Mark Henry was a world champion during that time. And had his literally best run which kind of solidified his already pre-Hall of Fame career to make sure he was in the Hall of Fame. Um, well, go ahead, Two James.
0: I mean, one, I hate the Mark Henry comparison because I, n- nothing against you, but m- people make that ignorant comparison just because they're big dudes. But for, the yeah, sake, even that. Yeah. Yeah, but for the sake of booking, I mean, I think he still has to be a little bit more – I think his – Babyface run would have to have been a little bit more extensive in order for it to I can agree with that. I can in agree the way with that. the House of Pain did because that was just that. like a oh shit type of thing. Like, oh I can't works. believe they did that. That fooled us beyond, but it could be because he's definitely hinting at something. And like yeah. the hint is obviously gonna be like, where have you been? Everybody wants to know where I've been. Now he gotta make a he, that, at this moment, he has to make a move. And mm-hmm. He's saying in a week or two, which is before the draft, which is before SummerSlam. Yep. So something. So he'll be fine because the dude has talent that can get him over. We haven't heard him really talk much on the main roster. We he know can he can, talk. He can <laughs> talk, and he's still in WWE's forefront because obviously, if his uh, if he wasn't, then I think this story would have went a little bit different, considering all of the. Legal ramifications that was swirling around him, where it's easy for um uh, uh big con to say, All right, he's part of the trimming the fat mm-hmm. uh <laughs> narrative right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, let's, let's let's talk about the last thing here. Um, WWE had their uh investors call, and I heard none of it, but I only heard <laughs> the one thing I needed to hear petty
2: vents. <laughs> what petty happened bits. will what happened will <laughs> i need petty bents I'm, I'm all for um, this let, let, let me go back here and find <laughs> the quote for a second so we can I make sure we get this right i mean the long and short of it is as we know wwe is making money hand over fist they Not are doing they are doing a lot of business numbers are booming with Peacock. They're saying the views on Peacock for the last several pay-per-views are way up, which makes sense, because Peacock has a much larger subscriber base than the WWE Got the Olympics going.
0: Peacock yep. is eating good right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: I believe the reports that the numbers are up for, for, like, money in the bank in the last couple shows they've had. So I, yeah. I have no doubt about that. And they're saying they're selling tons of merchandise at these first live shows they've had. And b- business is looking good in WWE land. But the cock where out it here gets thriving. Yeah, where it gets interesting <laughs> is, W. of course, Vince was asked about how he views AEW. And the rise in numbers, the rise in viewership of AEW, the momentum of AEW and all that, you know, et cetera, as you would expect. He mentioned that he doesn't view them as he did, you know, uh, Ted Turner and WCW. He doesn't see them in that same league. But what he got, re- what got people's attention was this line where he said, I'm not sure where their investments are. When it comes to their talent, perhaps we could give them some more. <laughs> Mic drop. So this I, man been releasing people, and he knows where they're going. And he just—he's making so much damn money. He's just having a laugh. He—he's just having a laugh about. <laughs> I'll give you—I'll give you some more people for that show of yours that needs some help. <laughs> well, two—two—two two, two things
0: here. Uh, first of all, petty level a thousand right now. <laughs> over one—over one thousand. <laughs> um, WWE does something that no other sports company can do sports company not wrestling sports company they know how to make stars and when i say stars not just in the ring but global stars movies they make people they give people a future once you leave and if your future ends up on aew then good or maybe your future ends up as the highest paid actor on the on the force list and, and, and if, if, if it doesn't air, then maybe you are still on the Forbes list, just not the highest, you know? WWE knows how to market like no other. When you think about everything that WWE does, when you think about, like, when they had pay-per-views, it's on Peacock, which is the biggest streaming network right now, <laughs> which is in big venues in some of the big cities. The theme songs are from the biggest artists. The host is some of the biggest celebrities out there. All these things, is because everybody understands that this guy, love him or hate him, knows how to generate money. And when you know how to generate money, that means you've been doing something right for a long time. And there's one thing he does know how to do is make money, make stars, and give people a future. So for him to say that, I don't even think that was a flex. I think that was straight up him knowing what it is. Cool. All right. <laughs> take, take some more. I'll make another.
1: And you I'll make just a do great th- point on that. I,
2: <laughs> I, I, better, I, matter similar, fact. I literally have a warehouse in Florida full of them. Right. Exactly. You know? i just pull there's, my there's
1: next a... person up and I know I'm smarter than you anyway.
0: And the thing about this, folks, for the wrestling folks that really love AEW, and that's fine. Like, you like, you we like, you like, and I, I like all wrestling, so it's fine. But NXT is the warehouse. The Performance Center is the warehouse to NXT. And NXT is the warehouse to the main roster. Mm-hmm. AEW is AEW. And Dark is AEW talent on the indies being displayed on AEW. QT Marshall's camp is just a warehouse of indie talent that gets thrown on AEW. They're not actually going through a combine and a scouting camp with a contract. Performance center people have contract. These are well known, well renowned athletes from all over the world coming in shop, getting groomed, to, to get to the next level and even if they don't make it to the next level they go back to wherever they came from and they still got mm-hmm. that black that- much better than where they started and these athletes, I mean these trainers that come through there too, training them oh, are right. well well, uh, world-renowned trainers like even at the combine thing that they did was an NFL combine coach, that means they got the real deal to prepare <laughs> if they wanted to do so and they got real-time results that's why Bianca Belair is a freak, because just her her, her performance alone speaks before anything you even seen in the ring. So, like, I, I, I like that Vince said this. I like... And I also, I was just going to say, too, like, I thought the investors call... I didn't know they were asking... Like, that felt like a media call. I didn't know they were actually diving into questions like it that. But like that was question. the only
2: one that kind of went that way. Most of the other questions were very
1: business-oriented. Dude, do, do, like, do, do you think... I was going to say, do you think investors are, like, worried that 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 exists? I guess they just still want to hear from him to see what he thought about it. And now when you broke down the answer of what he said, I even like the answer even more now. Because when you think about it, everybody that was released from WWE that went to AEW, none of them was the top guy. Like, none of them could, you know, go across to be your top champion. Everybody's, like, toddling that mid-card. You know, they're doing the best that, you know, Miro's doing. That's, like, the top of what you're doing right now. And if that's the top of what you're doing after you leave WWE, why am I worried? It's not like you went to AEW then became your next Batista, at least, to be on your next Marvel movie that's coming out. But, you know, it's a very interesting and and strong thing to say. Let me ask
0: you a question. If you worked AEW, you're probably thinking like, oh, well, I'm in the Warner Media group. I got a potential of being a star. I could probably be in the next action or superhero film. Oh, by the way, those slots are taken by The Rock and John Cena. Cena,
2: Right! And Batista, w- and Batista. Batista.
0: <laughs> WWE guys, Army yeah. of the Dead, Suicide Squad, um, a Black Adam, Warner Media folks. Right. <laughs> so. It is what it is. It's just like, and again, like, do you think that they're looking down there scouting them for potentials to be in, in one of their movies? Hell no. Hell no. So it, it, I, it, again, it's just that you can you can like or hate Vince's mentality about treatment of booking and all the stuff that he probably don't care about. These investors' meetings is where the real display of how money is being allocated in WWE. And again, you're in WWE. Whether you work there for you know, re- whether you're somebody like Brandi Lauren who never got in ring, but you know was there, she gets to go around with the notoriety that she was signed to WWE. Her booking rate can, can, can reflect that, you know, her, her signings, her banner can reflect that. And that's just what it is. So to say, I'll send you some more. I don't think it was a flex. I think it was a, it was a direct, like like, I know what you do. I know what you're doing. You're scouting our own talent and they're happy to go there. That's fine. We'll make more. Well,
2: We'll and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Thinking about it, it's like, God, that investors call happened a couple hours before Mm -hmm. the breaking news of the night. They're on that investor's call and they're touting relationships with Netflix, SmackDown at rolling loud. All these things they're doing with Fox Fox, Peacock, NBC, (laughs) you know, all these corporate things. And meanwhile, over on the other channel, you got Domino's pissed off at you now. I mean, I, can you imagine what he would have said if that news had broke about, you know, that the corporate corporations aren't happy with something that happened on their show? We yeah. probably heard something more from Vince than just about him sending them talent, because, like, like circling back to what we said earlier, they are so cognizant of corporate partnerships, their brand, yep. and being involved in all these other things. They said part of the reason they don't view them as competition like they did WCW is because they're viewing everybody as competition. Their competition's Disney. Their competition's yeah. everything on TV. Yeah. It's the NFL, it's the NBA, it's every entertainment form. That's yeah. who they're viewing as competition. They, like they're an entertainment company. They think they're an entertainment company. They view themselves as bigger than wrestling. Yep. Yeah. It may yeah. not be true if you think that or whatever, but that's what that is their battle plan. That is their mindset. That and, everything out there is their competition.
0: Yeah. And, they're, and they're not wrong. What makes them any different than the NFL? The NFL, the 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 Super Bowl, the equivalent to WrestleMania, is the
2: biggest mecca in all of sports. Yep. And do you think what's raw? Come Monday night in the fall, what's raw's biggest competition? Monday Monday night 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 football. football.
0: And and, and when it comes down to the to the Super Bowl, what do they care more about?
1: The teams. The advertisement. Oh,
0: the goddamn advertisement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: yeah. All goes back to Domino's. All goes and, back to advertisers.
0: And, and do you think this is sitting there nitpicking a the book and like, oh my God, this, this doesn't make the IWC happy. What am I going to do? Or he's making sure that those commercial roles, that those advertisement bandits are where they're supposed to be, and that everybody that's involved is happy. Entertainment yep. company. Yep. You know? And and again, I I, just to not sound like an AEW hater because I'm not. But if Khan focuses to make sure that his talent, the the talent relations is the most important thing, and diversity, inclusion, and all of that, and 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 all of that behind that, then that's fine. That's absolutely fine. He's as rich as he is, and is them having a football team and whatnot. He's not in that conversation of. You know, at one of the big guys at the table for Warner Media, he's not he's not going to be there. They're, Warner Media isn't making decisions routed through uh uh AEW, m- or maybe even even TNT at that. Mm-hmm. They got bigger fish to, fly, to fry to uh, f- uh, <laughs> fry with HBO Max, their biggest priority, and the movie theater deals, and then the entertainment deals that evolves around that, like the bigger things to worry about here. Um, and hopefully, they don't end up having a Disney situation with like Scarlett Johansson deal because that could be something that could be looming very soon, too. Yes. Considering, uh, yeah, I I've read that, tough. and that's that's yeah, tough, and I and I, I, I definitely feel where she's coming from. Oh, 100%. That,
1: so. I, 100% because that's, that's revenue. That's money in your pockets that you're yep. not getting because when you think about doing a big deal like that, you think about the contract you're going to get and then the res- the remnants of it after releasing the theaters and then when it comes out and your second and third methods of money. But that's an interesting point what she's trying to do. Yeah. Let's get to our last name real quick because we're at the hour mark,
0: folks. We don't want to hold you much longer. Jamal usually handles the news. We don't have news. So one thing I do want to mention uh, before I do forget is that uh battle club this week having a show in uh in the in the bronx uh it is an exclusive event uh definitely have to check battle club pros twitter page in collaboration with jobber tears uh jobber slam this week in your main event uh tasha Steels versus uh big swole uh so that's definitely going to tear the house down uh we'll be in the building for that but uh I want to make sure I mention that before we get to our final thing. Our final thing is something that we were talking about in the chat. We're gonna screen this as much as we can uh, to not to not name parties in, uh, involved, but we have to talk about the whole NXT taping uh, being spoiled oh. here. So to tread lightly, just respond in, in the matter of what you how you want to say. It. I don't I don't I don't care if you name drop, but I, I'm just. I don't, I don't, I don't care too much to get that deep into it, but obviously there has been parties involved that WWE has escorted these parties out of an NST taping because of their uh, uh, affili- affiliation with a outlet, a news outlet, in spoiling their tapings, um, which doesn't have fans of this person. Uh, happy They also kind of spiteful towards wwe in doing so so with that being said because everybody i mean we all know what we're talking about and i'm pretty sure anybody listening know what we're talking about um did i did i frame that right for people to understand okay let, let me yeah, put it this way I, I
2: thought I there, thought you there, did are good. Well, there are there are well-known fans online that always go to the NXT tapings every single time that if you want to know what's happening there firsthand, you follow their accounts. And some of them report for various sites, whether it be Wrestling Observer, PW, Torch, etc., so on and so on. So these are the type of people we're talking about. One of them has been singled out from the current tapings that just happened because they put up all the results because this week's nxt and next week's nxt due to the olympics it's not airing live they're already taped shows yep so that's that's what
0: happened so that happened and tony khan responded to this person saying hey i'll see you at dynamite this week etc etc so here's what i'm gonna say and i want y'all reactions to to this too Mm
3: -hmm.
0: as a film credit as a film credit it's like suicide squad is screening today here in the DC area I'm not here I'm not watching it here because I have a press screener for it next week but it's it's out today for fans to, uh it's it's uh it's a fan screening today okay in most cases but not this one because of one other stipulation but in most cases in situations like this, if I went to this screening, I am not allowed to post my review until next week. Until the until mm-hmm. the embargo releases for it. Just because of my credential in being pressed. Mm-hmm. So when I look at that situation, I'm saying if this person is a is a known to be attached to an outlet or news outlet, mm-hmm. then they're gonna hold them to a different regard because they have a certain level of influence and power in doing so, which ultimately tampers with what this production is trying to do in regards to leaking
2: that's just that yeah so that, for it to happen i don't feel bad at all and also that's the thing I, oh, go ahead that's the thing that people are missing here i think that this isn't the regular live show these are taped shows and hell case in point when they do the aew dark tapings Tony Khan's made announcements about like, Hey, don't please don't post these things online. Don't write on a board out comes there. out and yeah. Mike and
0: say it and everything. Yeah. Yep.
2: So Th- it's, it's done in other places. The difference here, I think is this as simple. This would happen more frequently if they could track down who they knew was doing it. The problem here is since they're taping at the performance center, there's all of about a hundred people in that place. Mm-hmm. And they know exactly who it is because this is a well-known person. So it made it very easy to be like, you. We know it's you. You're not hiding it. You're being open all open about it. So this is the occasion where we can actually do something about this and be like, look, don't be putting it out there. There's a tape show. We're taping two weeks of stuff. Don't throw all our stuff out there. We're not happy about that. And this, because it's a tape show, you're not covering a live event. And I think yeah. that's what's up here is like... It's it's the situation of they know who it is and it's a small building, so they were very easy to be able to send some security over and be like, we can deal with this and nip this in the bud. And, and two two things I will add
0: to like the, the fact that this person you know claims and they're they're right, very passionate about the world of professional wrestling, yet mm-hmm. alone NXT. I am very passionate about film and I understand the responsibilities and privilege I have in this statue, and I just know that. While it does frustrate me that fans can go to a screening, can instantly post there, and I got to wait? And it's just like, well, right, I don't understand. But that's just the name of the game because they just understand certain people have Th- certain privilege, responsibilities, st- and influence.
2: That's the guidelines you work in for the access you have. It's Bingo. a give-and-take relationship. There's expectations and guidelines that come with it. Now, if you just want to be a fan... And throw everything up there, then yeah, fine. then guess what? You're just a fan. Yeah, you don't get, you can't play both sides of the coin and be like, well, I, I, I'm part of the media, or I'm here representing this outlet, and then also at the same time, just be like, oh well, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, it doesn't go both ways. They, they, people, a lot of people aren't happy about it, but WWE is under no obligation to let him in there or anybody Not at in all. there.
4: Hell, Not it's all. private
2: property. It's the performance center. It's not even a public arena. They can bar anybody from the place. Yeah. That's probably I, part of it too. They're like, why are we putting up with this? This isn't full sale. This is literally our
1: building. Yeah. And I even add this because both of you work in lines of work where this C word that I'm about to mention, because especially my line of work too. confidentiality (laughs) confidentiality that's all what it's about and literally when you think about confidentiality and the work that you do and even though like for example you may know stuff within your line of work and you can't share but once you share that takes away all your credentials away sometimes it's okay just to keep your mouth closed it's okay to tease but it's not okay to tell yeah
0: I, I just, it, it, again, like, I, I, I it's just hard for me to feel bad because it's just like a lot of people don't understand in pro wrestling, you aren't exempt from the world. And nope. the, the, the the legality of certain things, you're just not exempt. And I even said it, like, people are mad about this, but also, and praise the AEW, but also AEW flagging people's YouTube uh, 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 content. Because it's their property. You can't use their content for whatever you're trying to do. It yeah. is theirs, and they they are legally allowed to do that. Me, when I like when I make videos and stuff like that, I'm giving access to use film footage, trailers, uh, original interviews, whatever it may be. It is given to me in privilege. And it says, like, this is for you to use. So if I put it up and then it gets flagged, I also have an email that says, here you go. But right. AW's not saying, hey, guess what? We really want you to uh bite off half of Dynamite to make it for your reaction videos or your slander videos, whatever it's going to be, and we're going to be cool with that. People are just like, oh, they, they're, they're, they're stepping on the little man. No, you just aren't allowed to do these things. And it's just we're finding this more and more and more in pro wrestling from the likeliness of people in Cameo and Twitch to – the, the copyright strikes of, 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 uh, YouTube. And, and then now this inte- uh, prop, uh, prop, uh, prop, uh, in, intelligent property, intelligent property was it intellectual property, intellectual, intellectual property, intellectual property, yep. intellectual property that you can't do these things. You just can't. And you can't just maneuver and, and roam the way you think you want to just because you were able to do so in the past things, especially in this streaming era, uh, the, the Patriot Act and uh, and all sorts of additional uh, uh, property and intellectual property is being brought to the forefront. They're not going for the regular things that they're going for. Scarlett yeah. Johansson, by the way, is in the lawsuit about Black Widow being the number one pirated movie in America in a, in the month of July, which has significantly cost her money. And she goes to Disney and like, well, I wonder how did that happen? Oh, because you put it out there digitally, and that wasn't in the in the terms of the contract here. So don't be surprised. And I know people are gonna be like, oh Scarlet, you are my hero. How could you it's Disney, it's Mickey Mouse, how could you do that? No, <laughs> she, she can't do that. And this is where we're at with that. So it's just it's just like I, I I again, I know people are mad about it, but like people don't people don't really look at the 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 the, the situation for what yeah, it really I, is. I think-
2: the more I think about it I think it really comes down to they got those results started going out and someone there on staff saw it because they said they, he said they're, they're monitoring my social media so they huh. saw it going out and I think someone quickly realized wait a second this is our house he is literally on our property we do not have to allow this, exactly. this is, we we can all we, we can tell him to leave right now this is he's literally in our house. Yeah, this ain't full sale. This ain't an arena where someone else owns the building. It's our building.
0: And and by the way, and by the way, not just that, I've been to these shows and I've seen where he sits and you see it on television and you're sitting there right there in the forefront, not really even enjoying the show because you're actively working because your Mm -hmm. phone is constantly doing this recording, trying to make sure you get the stuff that you get to report back. I mean, I, I don't know, but if, if, if I knew any better, like this is <laughs> in the in the in the in the world of cyber uh, cyber warfare, this is definitely like an <laughs> <a> insider spy <laughs> trying to go back to, to to collect all of the information he can to take back to the leader, and like it just doesn't look it just doesn't look right. It doesn't come off right. It doesn't come off sincere, even at the at the base level. And then like, to to me, it's like if you enjoy it so much, then why aren't you enjoying? It? Why aren't you just kicking back? Why aren't you just having fun? But instead, you're you're working for something you shouldn't be doing. So, but yeah, I won't. I, 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 there's been a lot of things we talked about here, and I think we got a lot more things coming up because this seems to just be the start of a lot of the floodgates opening. We didn't talk about Dane Bryan. We didn't talk about CM Punk. We didn't talk about Rampage being in Chicago. We didn't talk about Darby <laughs> Allen and his hint at CM Punk. Weeks uh, to come for that. Yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> we lot continue. More weeks for, yeah, for sure. But uh anything else folks y'all wanna add?
1: No, I just can't believe we're about to be in August. This year is flying by. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: we, we, we are on
2: the road to Summerslam.
1: By uh, the way,
0: sure. by the way, for all our fans here in the D M V area, and I'm gonna say DMV because I'm pretty sure